you know, I, I think for a lot of us, we've been through so many experiences that have caused us to carry uh, this energy I'd like to describe as the I am notness. So like, I am not good enough. I am not successful enough. I'm not peaceful enough. I'm not empowered enough. And, and all these things, they are really showing us the, the parts of us that need more love. I believe self-healing is what you just said. It's that journey of coming back into full whole love with yourself to realize that all of those I am not stories are are not actually you. You know, and when you strip those things away, what is left is this beautiful, whole, divine, infinite being that uh, we don't often give ourselves credit for being, but when we do, that's when we are whole. Hello Seeker, welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. I cannot describe how excited I am for this episode today. Today I'm sitting down with Lauren of Love. She's a friend, she's a teacher, she's a mentor. I just absolutely love getting to know her and I'm so excited that she sits down on the show today and we have a beautiful conversation around healing. Today she's sharing all about self-healing and what that means. She shares so authentically and bravely about her journey dealing with her health concerns and mental health issues and everything that she's been through to come to this place. If you're on a healing journey or you're curious about the self-healing journey, this episode is definitely for you. Make sure to check out the links in the show notes for all of her information, the HEAL program, and also a link to a podcast episode that I just did on her show. I know you're going to get so much out of this, so let's dive in, Seeker. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here and for this conversation. How are you? Thank you. Um, after that pause and that moment of silence, I am I'm blissed out. Thank you for doing that, by the way. That was such a small thing, but it really goes so far into like uh, tapping into my own energy and bringing myself back into my body. So thank you. And I'm happy to be here and so excited for this conversation today. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. I do that with every episode before I start. And then with guests, I just take a second. And in my mind, I always say to the highest truth and compassion, allow this to just serve in the highest good and allow us to just flow and say exactly what needs to be said. And thank you for this opportunity to sit down with this beautiful guest. And I just really acknowledge and kind of take a second and whatever we're both doing in that moment of silence, it does, it really helps to just bring us here now and allow it to all flow. I think the whole world needs to take more pauses of silence, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, okay, where do we start? Um, I know. <laughs> for anybody that hasn't heard of you, I mention you all the time. I mentioned you today to a client. I'm like, have you heard of Lauren of Love? Because oh she's dealing God. with a lot of physical issues and, you know, healing and we'll get to all that. But if you could just give a little intro to who you are and what you do for anyone that hasn't hasn't heard of you before. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Hello to everybody who's listening in this beautiful, sacred community. My name is Lauren. I am a guide for women who are on healing journeys, whether they are healing their relationship with their body, their self-love, their businesses, their bank accounts. I've come to learn that it's all the same. And so I take great a humble honor in helping people navigate those journeys where they feel like there's an element of something outside of themselves, but within themselves stopping them. 
you know, we really go into uh, so many deep layers of healing when we identify that there are things that we want in our life that we don't have. It's really where healing journeys begin. And so I love holding that sacred space for women, whether it's in group programs, one-on-one, um, or just in my communities, you know, on the podcast and Instagram to really, I find self-healing to be a really sacred process and there's little guidance out there for people who are navigating and seeking that transformation. So, um, it's a, it's a mission that's very dear to my heart. Mm, yeah. And it's definitely come through your own life experience, like a calling that you've been called toward. Um, and it's just, it's so beautiful. Thank you so much for what you do. And I want to hear more about, you know, your business and your journey, but I would also like to just kind of open up with what do you, what is healing? What is self healing? If you can kind of nutshell one of the biggest things ever, what does that mean to go on a healing journey? Mm. Yeah, I love this question because it's so generalized. Like if you ask people out there in the spiritual realm, you know, are you on a healing journey? Most of them will say yes. But when you ask them to explain what that means, you get so many different answers, you know. Um, It's, you know, I'm working on myself. I'm growing. I'm on a spiritual awakening path. I'm a seeker. You know, there's all these different ways to describe it. But for me, what I have found to be true, just learning from my teachers that self-healing is, you know, a frequency. It's like, um, like pleasure or abundance. You know, it has this own sort of vibration when you think about that word. And to me, self-healing is a Ganesha medicine. It is a obstacle mover. When you say you're healing, you're what you're really saying is I'm working on removing obstacles in my life that are keeping me from who I want to be. And from my perspective and my teachings, I believe that self-healing is the path of two parts. Number one, clearing what no longer serves you. And that exists on all planes, you know, emotional, spiritual, and physical, and calling in what you want which also exists on those three planes, emotional, spiritual, and physical. And so um, this looks like many different things for many different people where they may identify that their relationship with money in the physical is really causing them emotional trauma and disconnect from their embodiment of self. And then that really embarks and calls in a path for people to start doing work could also be our relationships or like you and I've talked about, like your relationship with your body, you know, these things on the physical realm that are not in energetic alignment with how we want to be and who we want to be are really the doorway to our transformation over and over again. So I don't know if that answers your question, but to me, that's what self-healing is. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful way to say it. And when I'm asked that, um, I, I, it's always a different answer that comes forward and because it is, it's self-discovery. And as you say, that end result or that drive is like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I want to do what I can to, as you said, like remove those inner obstacles, that resistance. I also look as healing I look at healing as the deep journey of bringing love back to yourself where you have disconnected or shamed or rejected Mm -hmm. parts of yourself. Like I think that is the essence of like learning how to love the past versions of you, the current versions of you, the future versions of you. It's like more and more and more love. But 
that's such a big concept. You go, oh, you just need to love yourself more. Like we all know that the healing journey though is, is much, it's deeper. It's like the love that comes straight from source. It's like the uncut good shit, you know, the (laughs) real unconditional love. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, I, I think for a lot of us, we've been through so many experiences that have caused us to carry uh, this energy I'd like to describe as the I am notness. So like, I am not good enough. I am not successful enough. I'm not peaceful enough. I'm not, you know, p- empowered enough. And and all these things, you know, while it's true that we're aware of like what we don't have that we want, they are really showing us the, the parts of us that need more love. And I believe that the journey to self-healing while self-improvement may be about uh, growing and expanding and stretching yourself, right? Becoming better and better and better. That can kind of feel like a wounded practice, you know, to always feel like you have to be more than. I believe self-healing is what you just said. It's that journey of coming back into full whole love with yourself to realize that all of those I am not stories are are not actually you. You know, mm-hmm. and when you strip those things away, what is left is this beautiful, whole, divine, infinite being that uh, we don't often give ourselves credit for being, but Mm. when we do, that's when we are whole. Mm, Yeah. I like to say like viewing ourselves through the lens of love and viewing ourselves through the lens of source. Like I will always be saying to my one-on-ones, I'm like your spirit team, like they see you through a different lens than what you see yourself through. And when you're doing things that you feel like you're messing up or it's shameful, they're looking at you with compassion and love because you're just acting from a wound, from a belief, from all you know how to do. It's not, it's not, about shame. It's like, they look at you and go, Oh, wow, you need more love, not less. And that's how they, you know, see us. And I think like, that's, we don't always realize it, but that's kind of what happens as we start healing is like the deepest unconditional love we've ever felt and realizing we don't have to feel shame. And that's not, you know, that's not sort of what makes us better or what, how we need to deal with things. It's like, it's understandable. We do that, but it's because we acted from a wounded place and we need more love. And that's really, yeah. You know, shame is uh, is taught. Shame mm. is taught. You know, and and if it's, I try to remind myself that if something is taught to me, it can also be untaught. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I think it's so fascinating. Like when I work with clients in the Heal program, you can always identify these memories of shame. I was just thinking about this in the car on the way home. Um, my my one particular memory with shame from my childhood that like. I was asking myself, what's the earliest memory I have where I felt ashamed? Because I was doing some work in the car, you know, like <laughs> doing my inner work. True seeker, and, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to fit it in somewhere, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just fascinating to me. And and we give it so much power. And, and when we actually unsubscribe from that storyline, we find this really beautiful energy of liberation within our life and within our relationship with self too. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yes. So this is a beautiful place. Um, can you share with us your story and what led to, you just mentioned the heal program for everyone listening. This is a program that I have done and it's just incredible. Um, we'll talk about that more as well, but what led you to all this? What was your journey that led you to being this person who helps facilitate people in their self, um, 
in their self-healing journey. Yeah. So, um, you know, I always, I preface this story with like a big inner, like a big inhale, exhale within my heart, because it's, it's such a big question for me. It's literally like, what, what brought you to like this life that you have? And I'm like, well, where do we start? Like how much time do you have? Um, so I always try to keep it contained, but for everybody listening, I think that there will be some resonance in my narrative because we're all very similar um, as, as healers, as seekers, as abundance and manifestors, we're all trying to grow and be better. And my journey with the desire to become better really started when I let go of the desire to make my family happy. Like for a long time, my life, my indoctrination, my like conditioning in my childhood was that I live for other people. I have to make sure that I get good grades to make my parents proud. And I have to make sure I get into a good college to have my parents be able to talk about how great of a child they have. And when I got a career in corporate life, it was the same thing. And I chased that significance and that validation because I thought that was how I was going to receive love. And that's what I thought would make me happy. But for anybody who's been on that path, of seeking in the opposite direction, you know, seeking from the ego and unworthiness. I chased and chased and chased, and it was just never enough. And, uh, you know, what ended up happening was I had this really big, successful corporate career where everybody was very impressed and very proud. But my, my husband at the time was a serious drug addict who was draining all of our financial resources. I was heavily medicated on antidepressants and antipsychotics because my mood was just not in right relationship with freedom. I felt trapped. I was over drinking alcohol and smoking and just, I, I felt really restricted and stuck. And that was where my breakdown to breakthrough moment kind of started to happen. Um, my grandfather died. Uh, he told me, take care of yourself. And I feel like it was the first time, you know, you had said something similar to this where like you hear things all the time, but then the right person says it the way they say it. And you're like, holy shit. Wow. Whoa. Like, and that was a moment for me where I realized like, oh, all my grandfather wants who I thought I was living for, you know, is just for me to take care of myself and I'm not doing that. So that's what started kind of my path. I had a big spiritual awakening within those months in Sedona and felt the presence of the universe and felt just this really bigger picture that I had never imagined existed. You know, I'm sure anybody can feel that way when they have their relationship with spirit coming online. Um, but I still had a lot of wounding. And so I pursued an entrepreneur path and built a multiple six-figure business and was still playing out the same patterns of pushing to drive to succeed. And what was happening was that as I was spiritually waking up and becoming more aware of my shadow and aware of my patterns and aware of my insecurities, these things were all being illuminated and my body was also starting to deteriorate. So this really scary experience for me took place starting around 2017 I was sober. I was off medications. I was doing my inner work and, you know, went to go sit with ayahuasca. And at the time, um, I couldn't get on an airplane without being incredibly sick. I would, I would vomit. I would 
pass out for three days, being unable to move, um, had a hard time picking up my luggage. And so that's just one small moment, but that played out over the course of like three years where my body started to shut down. I had lost my ability to drive. Uh, I lost my ability to uh, remember my birthday sometimes or how to get to the grocery store, which was really scary. I was chronically fatigued, sleeping like 18 hours a day, total brain fog, couldn't finish sentences. You know, I remember my husband was getting like so frustrated with me because he didn't understand why I couldn't communicate properly. But what was happening was that while my body was shutting down and this big rash was all over my body and I felt like I couldn't function, I was getting no answers from doctors. I realized that all the suppressed trauma that I had been carrying within my body for my entire life, sexual repressed trauma, uh, trauma from my childhood and my peer-to-peer relationships, all of it was coming out literally of my body. My body was screaming at me and telling me that I needed to look at these things and that the way I was living my business and my life wasn't in alignment. So at the peak of my entrepreneur career, you know, again, having everything that everybody thought would be happy and abundant and make me joyful, um, I left it all. And my husband and I agreed that I would go live in Sedona for a year so that I could study with healers and teachers and medicine men and women because I needed help. And uh, that's what I did. So spent a year in beautiful Sedona, Arizona, which is a whole nother story and was able to heal everything. And when I came out of that experience, I remember praying and like asking universe and source, like, what, what is this that I just went through and could see clearly like every detail of the process. And so that's where the HEAL program came, where I realized that what I actually had been walked through was a method that healed me. And then I got to give that method to the world. And, and then that became the HEAL program, the HEAL Foundations DIY course, and um, the, the miracles that have just continued to unfold for people have been incredible. So yeah, the whole process and the whole journey. And this is the thing, like, I think when we talk about manifestation and we talk about abundance, I'll just say this in closing of my narrative, be prepared to get what you want in a in an entirely unexpected way than you thought it would happen. You know, like Mm -hmm. I always knew I was meant to lead people and make a difference in the world. I had no idea it was going to be like this, you know? So it's about, you know, learning to detach and also being a really good listener of what's unfolding in your life. What's present for you is often the medicine that you're going to help people with. And um, yeah, so, so that's where we are. That's how we got here in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, that's um, that. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, for anyone that is new to Lauren um, on her podcast, there's a lot of episodes where you've shared the, the depths of your story. And you also weren't you diagnosed with a whole bunch of things in that process of not knowing, didn't you? Weren't you diagnosed yeah. with Lyme disease and yeah. other things? I was. So, you know, the Western medical system is really challenging because it's based on like symptomatic treatment. It's almost like a sick care system rather than a healthcare system. And I really was just like when I was younger and I wanted to be diagnosed with a mental illness after my sexual trauma, which was, you know, what really caused a lot of why I was brought down this path of healing. Um, 
very similarly, I wanted a diagnosis and I was searching for the answers. I wanted somebody somewhere to just tell me like, what is this? So I did, I received a diagnosis. I had Lyme, Babesia, Borrelia, and anoplasmosis. And uh, for anybody who's struggling with symptoms for like fibromyalgia or lupus, MS, a lot of these times, uh, these issues are actually Lyme disease and they're just uh, misdiagnosed because Lyme disease is something that few people actually are educated on. Um, and yeah, got that diagnosis. And that was, that was intense because you have this moment where you're like, Oh my God, now I know, now I know. And you feel this feeling of like, Oh, finally, like the skin on fire ration or my hair's falling out. Now I understand I have, I have Lyme disease. Great. But then you realize like, that doesn't mean anything, you know, it's like, now what I'm still here. So that was kind of a big wake up for me that caused me to take really deep radical ownership of my health. Wow. Um, It's crazy because something like Lyme disease and a lot of these things you're saying, um, even in my own health journey, it's been like, oh, this is what you have and it's incurable. There's nothing you can do. It'll probably just get worse. See ya. And that's what you you're saying is like, you get the, you feel the temporary empowerment of like, now I know what I'm dealing with, but then you're endlessly told there's nothing we can do because they just don't, like you said, it's not a healthcare system and it's not about prevention. They don't look at the body as a whole, most medical doctors in this part of the world. And there are some that do. And, you know, I grew up with a stepfather who's a naturopathic physician, Chinese medicine trained. And so he, they were trained to look at the body as a whole and look at, you know, everything as a, as a complete interacting system and what's going on in different ways of, you know, seeing what's going on, but most doctors don't have that. So how disempowering is it to get this diagnosis? And then here, there's nothing we can do. It's going to get worse. You know, here's some pain meds. That's the base, the best we can do. And at that point, I think there's a lot of us seekers and old souls and people here on this journey of depth where, like you said, this is the point where we go like, no, you know, and not everybody has to do that. And not every, like not right away. It's, it's, it's such an individual journey, but there's this point for a lot of us where we go, no, I refuse. And then we start looking within. So if you don't mind um, touching on it, how did you start to realize that the internal traumas and the emotions you had been repressing had something to do with your health? Like, how did that come come up for you? This is a great question. So um, I, I am still integrating and understanding, like I've been in quote unquote remission now with no symptoms for about like two years or so, maybe a little bit more. I've lost track of time. Um, so I'm still in this season of, of piecing together understanding of what transpired. But my first indication of this was I had signed up for that first trip to Costa Rica to sit with plant medicine. And in the months that led up to that experience, I could not function. I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker by the day where getting to Costa Rica was a miracle. And when I got there, I was there for 10 days. And those entire 10 days, I was sleeping in a hammock, crying my eyes out, purging, healing and focusing on entirely nothing but trauma. That was it. And by the end of the trip, going from a place where like I had like my arms were like leaking with these like blisters, right? Scratching skin on fire everywhere 
by the time I was done with that trip, I didn't have a single symptom. It was all gone. But then I went back home and everything came up again. Right. And so the universe, yeah, the universe was really teaching me this very clear evidence of like this. See, this is your path. See, this is what's happening. Like when you're, when you're on the healing journey, I'm sure you can relate. You're looking for all of the clues and you're not just looking for the clues of like the doctor or the Google article or the scientific study as a seeker and somebody who's aware that this is all existing on, you know, the three planes and the whole energy of you, um, we start to look for the synchronicities, right? And so that was my first kind of indication of like, wow, okay, spirit is telling me that the more I do this work, the better I get. And so I started to do that. I would go to breathwork ceremonies. I would go to sound healing. I would see different shamans and medicine men and women. And after every deep experience where I was either crying or throwing up into a bucket, the next day I would wake up and feel just a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really made that identifying truth that the energy that we store within our bodies that is trapped is trying to get out. And and what happens is that if if you're not paying attention, it gets out in dysfunction. It starts to leak you know, like it'll leak into your marriage where you have a tumultuous marriage or it'll leak into your bank account or it will leak into your body where your body is shutting down. And these are all indications of an internal truth that there's something within that has not been looked at that's waiting for you to pay attention to it. And so there's multiple things, right? Like always, you know, you're healing so many different things, but yeah, maybe that answers your question. That was my first kind of sign from the universe. Yeah, it's those breadcrumbs. And I think we sometimes need that conscious proof, especially when we're in a state of either like we're just not aware of it or denial of like, no, like this can't just, whatever it is. Like when we're in resistance, we don't know this information yet. I notice a lot of times source says like, we'll give you a little bit of a nugget to show you conscious proof. And, and I shared on the episode on your podcast that you were a conscious proof for me. And I call that like yeah. an activator when there's an other human that has been through something that your brain goes like, holy fuck, if she could do that, then I can do that. What were you just going to say? I know just something that's coming through as you're talking about this. So another sign of, from the universe that happened for me, um, a couple of months later after this, you know, plant medicine experience, I was in Sedona and I was again, very, very sick. And it was like kind of the, the moment where I was like, something has to change. I feel like I'm going to die. I like I've tried everything. And I had just landed in Sedona with a couple of friends and we were sitting at this table and my friends were telling me about this girl named Cassidy. They said, Oh my gosh, there's this girl named Cassidy She signed up for this NLP thing. Do you know her? Here's her Instagram bio. You have to check her out. She had Lyme disease and she healed it too. And you're just going to be so inspired by her. And literally, I'm not even kidding you, in like three seconds of that conversation, she freaking walked like right past our table and she was right there. Like she was in Sedona in person. And they were like, what the hell? Like she's, that's her. That's the girl we're talking about. And I sat down with her and I could feel this is why I think that teaching that you offer your community is so important. You can feel the energy of somebody who has what you want and you can like almost taste it, right? It's it's 
so inspiring. And I, I just sat there and like looked at her and her eyes were so clear and her smile was so big and her heart was so open. And I was there like bloated, inflamed, like 200 pounds trapped and just like suffering, couldn't even like form a sentence. But I knew that she was somebody I had to like study with. And so when I moved to Sedona, she actually moved in with me. She was my caretaker. And she taught me a lot of the teachings and practices that I use today in my life. And uh, yeah, so blessed for those signs and breadcrumbs all the time. Yeah. And that's so power, powerful to see another human, like you said, that you're just, and it's not just a fancy Instagram bio of all the tropical vacations, because that sometimes can even be triggering, like everyone else is doing it and I'm not. But when you really see someone who has been through something so similar or the same thing as you've been through, it's just this like, <gasps> there's hope, right? Because the opposite is there's nothing we can do. And, you know, there's no cure, which is just yeah. so, um, it just is so like disheartening. So Wow. That that's just so incredible. I love hearing your story. Not that I'd ever wish you to go through that, but like the fact that you've gone through that and come out of the other side and are still, of course, always doing the work and integrating the new levels and layers. It's so inspiring to so many people. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, just kind of tying in the stuff that you were sharing before, like our whole entire world is really structured in a study of separateness you know, like the way our buildings are designed and the way our school systems are built and the way our medical system is built. And we're really, when we go through these chronic illness struggles and we're, even if you're like your chronic illness right now is like financial challenge, that's a chronic illness. It's something that's constantly happening and causing you disheart, right? It's like really hard. Um, those things also create an enhanced energy of separateness. We think like, wow, nobody can possibly understand what I'm going through. Nobody possibly can see how difficult this is. It's a terminal uniqueness, right? We think we're all alone. And, and that feeling is really conditioned within us to feel so separate. And I think that uh, through healing, when we come together, especially as women, and we talk and we share, that's where like a lot of these big breakthroughs start to happen for healing because we're breaking down that separation and we're coming together again. So yeah, yeah I just wanted to share. Thank you so much. That's so beautiful. Um, I'd love to hear um, a little bit about plant medicine and your journey, because if anyone has followed you, we know that plant medicine has been really important in your life. And I know you respect, it's not respect. That's not for everybody. It's a unique journey, but can you describe a little bit about your plant medicine journey? Some of the things you've done, why you think it's also really beneficial if it's calling to somebody out there and they haven't yet explored. Yeah. Yeah. The, the plants are our allies and they call their, their children home, you know, mother earth is like calling her children home. And I think that like right now we're going through a really interesting time in this world where we're feeling the desire to connect back into our natural essence, which is earth-based. And we see it in, you know, the war on pollution and like people trying to take sovereignty over their bodies and fighting for their rights. It's like, we're in this study of like coming back home into autonomy and sovereignty. Mm. And so plant medicine, the belief in the study is that like mother earth has this very strong spiritual energy that we all connect to. I'm sure you connect to it as well, right? A lot of spiritual people feel really deep 
women especially because we are the earth right we are her wrapped in skin we have cycles and seasons and you know ebbs and flows and um it's why we also love the moon right so these uh, more feminine essences of our reality right uh they are within us and they can be studied and the work if you think about the earth right she is she she freaking destroys with fires when when she wants to burn it all away right she's ferocious that way she'll volcanically erupt whenever she wants with no predictable energy right she's like here we are um her waters ebb and flow and she's calm and she goes with the sea and the jungle just grows abundantly without you know direction or guidance it just is and so there's a lot to study in how we want to be in mm. the way that the earth is and and that is plant medicine so there's like a whole you know spectrum and world i i very much came to the medicine because my mental health was not where i wanted it to be at the time of experiencing chronic illness as well i was also experiencing severe depression disassociation trauma recreation patterns just coming up left and right anxiety uh, disconnect all of the things right and a friend of mine had told me that having been on like a lot of antidepressants for so many years to restore those neural pathways and create more balance in my brain uh, that mushrooms would be really good so like that was where I started I was terrified okay I, was, I had never done anything like this was like no way um, but my husband came with me and we had a beautiful ceremonial sit in a sacred space with a facilitator and I I saw a lot of like just how I was facilitating a ceremony this like past weekend for a client and she said this too and she's like I just see now like how all the bullshit that I thought was so important is not important and like mm -hmm. I am love and I am light and like that's what God and the universe and spirit wants to wake us up to so the plants communicate that. And then I went down the path of really studying and mastering my relationship with ayahuasca. I'm still in that very deep prayer. It'll probably be my prayer for life. And ayahuasca is a little bit more intense. It's a shadow medicine and it's focused on helping you see the dark parts of yourself that, that are maybe keeping you stuck or trapped. So it's a really deep trauma healer. And um, the one thing I'll just say about this, because I always want to talk about it in right relationship, I've I've heard a lot of stories uh, of people who impulsively just grasp to find the medicine where they think it will be. And sometimes those experiences are not actually safe and in right relationship. That's why I actually have a course on my website, uh, Plant Medicine 101, that like teaches people like education please educate yourself that's all i'll say because there are some places you can go without without proper facilitation these things get really uh you know i don't want to use the word dangerous but just like be responsible that's it mm -hmm. be responsible mm -hmm. um so i've been blessed i've had some really incredible teachers mentors guides been to peru i did a deep uh month-long diet in the jungle with a plant called noyarao which is the tree of light and i've just been exploring how these medicines are really here to help me awaken to my power so that i can be more of a conduit for the light and the love and to help people so that's my relationship with the medicines but everybody's different
Mm, I really love the way it described that because they all have different intentions and medicines and it's like food. It's like kale has different nutrients than an apple or whatever else. And I look at it like crystals, like a clear quartz has a different energy than an obsidian or whatever. And it's the same with plant medicine is like, they're here to facilitate different things and they're to be honored and respected. And, you know, um, if it, if it calls to you, like you say, being safe, having it facilitated with somebody who does this with a shaman or with a facilitator of some sort, depending on what type of medicine it is probably I'm sure just makes all, all the difference. Um, and that safe environment to heal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think too, just also speaking to that, I, I went through this, I think a lot of people who are conscious and coming online, like anybody who identifies as being a manifester, right. Um, when you're waking up to like your divinity and your power, you're also waking up the spiritual ego that like has to be integrated. And so like, I'm just laughing at this because I've heard this from countless people who are like, yeah, like my husband, he just like, won't do the things that I'm doing. And like, I just want, like for me, I was like, why won't my family sit with ayahuasca? They need ayahuasca. And I just realized that, you know, this is the thing. There are all these different paths. Not every path is for every soul in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And you may see and have a knowing that something can help somebody, but your most important responsibility is to stay on your path and in your truth and be the medicine of whatever it is. If it's manifestation, the law of one, if it's yoga, if it's breath work, be the medicine, like be a reflection of what you're embodying. That's why now, like I used to, I've been on the plant medicine path for three years. I serve combo, which is a whole other story. It's a detoxifying medicine that's like really good for clearing the body of karmic energy. Um, And I used to be very like aggressively trying to like get everybody to do it and, and wanting to sign up for it and being like, look, this is it. But now I just think that my responsibility is to be the result and the byproduct of that energy and to just spread that medicine by being myself. Mm. So that's why like sometimes people will ask like, does the heal program require you to do plant medicine or like, mm-hmm. you know, questions like that. It's just, no, you know, it, there's so many different ways to get where you need to be. Yeah. That reminds me of a quote that says the lighthouse doesn't run around the Island looking for boats to save. It just is the light. Yes. And I remember that at the beginning of my business, I'm like, and you need this and you need this and you (laughs) need this and you need to love yourself more and you need to manifest and you need, and it's like, they will find you, they will, or the people will find their medicine. And it is totally the way I see it is it's a soul growth thing and it's not better or worse. It's like some people, even if they really need it, they're just not in the lifetime or in the season of their lifetime where they could fully receive it. And shoving someone into an ayahuasca ceremony (laughs) is not necessarily better for them. So yeah, it's like, just be that light. Um, Oh, this is so good. So just coming back to the healing and the heal program, um, can you give us a little bit of glimpses of just like what you do for healing and where people can start? I, as I said, I've been through the heal program. I highly recommend it. I know at the time of recording you are launching right now, I'm going to join in on this next round as well to just sit in because it is so powerful. So I definitely recommend everybody to join that if it calls to them, but you know, for the people that 
you know, um, can't join or just for general, you know, inspiration, what types of healing modalities do you really feel now that you've tried so many things and been in this space for a while? What are the kind of heavy hitters that you think are really beneficial on this type of journey? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for asking this. I think that again, just because of the conditioned one size fits all sort of structure that we've been indoctrinated into in this lifetime, it's really important to remember that self-healing paths require you to take full ownership and radical responsibility of your process and your path and recognizing that your path is going to be different than everybody else's. But that shouldn't scare you. That should excite you because it gives you permission to throw out any sort of imaginary rule book and say, my journey is about following what feels soulful and soul right to me, right? So I always tell people in the beginning of the HEAL program, a lot of women are very, very shut off from their intuition. And that's because we've had trauma, right? There's been suppressed trauma that's been living in our bodies. We have tons of like chemicals in our food, distractions with social media. There's so many ways that we have been separated from listening to our internal thought. Mm -hmm. And so I like to remind people that your job on your healing process is to make your internal knowing stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's your study. How can I make this stronger and stronger and stronger? And it starts by following what feels resonant and what feels exciting to you. So listening to the body, that may be a yoga class, that may be a sound healer that pops up on your social media that you're like, oh, let me try this, right? So get curious, right? That's the first thing. I also think the a big important part of healing journeys at the start is to recognize the declaration, okay? Like we talk about this at the HEAL program in like week one, how a lot of us are very focused on what we don't want right? I'm trying to heal my financial blocks. I'm trying to heal my chronic fatigue. I'm trying to heal my broken heart, whatever it is, right? We're very obsessed with the pain that we have and what we don't want to happen. But what we're actually doing is obsessively focusing on a pain point that only is going to get stronger and stronger the more energy we give it. Mm -hmm. So I always like to tell people to declare, to dream, to paint the desire of like, what is the healed life for you, right? What does that version of you look like when she's healed? Is she is she running half marathons? Is she doing yoga? Is she doing sound healing? Because now she can sing and her voice is liberated. Like, who are you actually becoming, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a really, really important thing because when you go about your healing journey and you're walking around with this flashlight and you're like, where's the darkness? Where's the darkness? Where's the darkness? You're never going to find it. You're just going to continue to sit in the dark. But if you start asking the question, like, where's the light? Let me seek the light. Let me see where I'm going. Then all the shadowy stuff will get illuminated just in the process of that, right? It's just a byproduct. Some modalities I think are really helpful. Um, aside from that, I think it's really, really important to take silent space. Like you did that at the start of this whole experience. And I was like, yes, thank you. Um, to, to practice being with yourself as yourself for yourself. Mm. We don't do that. We never do that. Right. We're doing what everyone else thinks we should do, what we feel obligated to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then as a result, we become even more disconnected from our intuition and our mm. desire is unclear. So 
carving out that non-negotiable time. And that doesn't mean like, I'm going to do something for myself and go get a massage. Like, okay, that could be something, but like, are you intentionally like, like walking around the earth for 15, 20 minutes a day? Are you stretching your body for 15, 20 minutes a day? No distractions, no noise, just you being with yourself. That's definitely a practice I think is important. Um, I have a lot of healing modalities that are like non-negotiables for me in my life. And they change based on my seasons because I'm a woman of the earth and my seasons change, right? So I do a lot of cold plunging in the summer. That's like really, really helpful for me. Um, I love yoga in the winter by the fireplace. That's like so nourishing. Oh my gosh. Um, and I work with a lot of plants. So, you know, I'll study with a particular herb. Like if I'm trying to create more calm in my life, I'll go 30 days of drinking lavender tea, you mm. know, on a fasted stomach. Or if I'm trying to cleanse my liver, I'll do dandelion root. You know, there's like so many different things. Um, but I would just mention you know, start to get curious about how the earth can support you and the mm -hmm. elements can support you. Like any modality of healing that I'm doing, I'm bringing in my elements. So like, I'm not just cold plunging. I'm working with the sacred water. I'm mm -hmm. not just doing yoga. I'm lighting a fire or burning incense to work with the wind or the flame, right? Or your breath so even in yoga. Your breath. Mm -hmm. Yes. A hundred percent. Those energies live within us. So um, those are some suggestions. And then I think also I'll just say, um, yeah, just what's coming up as I'm talking about this is to like you, it's important to understand your healing process. Like a lot of people don't, they just read personal development books over and over again mm -hmm. and they get these like concepts or pillars and they're like, oh yeah, that's good. And like, that's truthful. But like, you have to learn how to like work with your healing journey in your life. I think that's like so key. So um, study, study self-healing, understand what it is, understand how it works, um, get mentors, get guides. I think that's really, really important. It's been literally why I'm here is because I have, I've had mentors who have held me in my process and that's really important. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you for offering all of that. And I love that you say the elements. Um, one day me and my husband were talking and he's a very like grounded on the earth kind of guy, but we're talking about like element therapy and there's probably a thing called that, but I was like, imagine every single day making an intention to experience fire, water, air, earth, <laughs> you know, yeah. really focusing on these elements and thinking like, okay, connecting my feet to the earth, gazing at a candle, lighting a fire, breath could be the air being out in the wind, the fresh air, all these mm -hmm. things. And I was like, I feel like that would turn around almost like every mental like mood is like, mm -hmm. if we just experience nature and its elements with the intention, as you said, you're not just cold plunging because Wim Hof says to, you do yeah. it to connect with the element of water and feel the alchemy that transpires, not just because you should. Um, mm -hmm. And I love that you put that there and say that with the, with that intention. Um, so is there anything you want to say about the heal program? Because it's so yummy yeah. and it's launching mm -hmm. right now. And I'd love everyone to hear about it. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Come join us. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's so, it's so wild. Like I, this program, I was talking to somebody before we opened doors this round and I was just having this moment of realizing like 
the testimonials are jaw dropping to me. You know, people who've had fibromyalgia, it's like now gone. People who've been financially struggling, who manifest $40,000 in a month out of nowhere. It's, it's really like, it's so powerful what happens when you go within yourself. And I'm not saying that because this is a powerful program and you should do it. Okay. But what I'm really saying is that being able to make a decision to invest in yourself, time, money, energy, love, not just in the self that you are now, but in the self that you've been, all the versions, and in the self that you are going to become, right? That's, I think, a really powerful, sacred thing to do. Uh, it's not accessible for everybody to always be in positions of uh, hiring one-on-one coaches and you know getting that high-touch experience of support. But I think support at some level is always necessary. It's a, it's a birthright. Like you deserve, you are born supported. You deserve to be supported. Um, and so, yeah, this program, just like a, a background, it's, uh, it's the deep inner work in a container. It's a 12 step healing method with a process and slides and trainings and coaching calls for support meditations for the deep work journaling with prompts for deep reflection and, it just rewires so many parts of you by looking at the shadows that maybe have been keeping people stuck. So and just for anybody who's called, they can go check it out uh, on laurenoflove.com. Yeah, I'm always here also to answer questions and to um, just hear from you. So if there are people who really resonate with this show and this episode, I would love to hear from you. And that's all I have to say is like, keep showing up. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. And I will put all the links below to Lauren, you know, website, Instagram, all the things, as well as the heal program. If anybody feels the call, I love in the program, how you've touched on inner child. We talked about this in your show, inner teenager and shadow work, because I think for me, as much as like, there's not a one size fits all, I feel like seekers, there's so much liberation and healing and freedom that comes with those modalities. And I don't think it's one or the other. Like people will be like, do you think inner child or shadow? I'm like, they're yin and yang. Like they are not even opposites. They go together. They are one with each other, but also learning them individually and then applying them together is just so powerful. And all the medicine you bring to that program is incredible. And I just, yeah, I, it's been so impactful for me. And I just thank you for continuing to show up for us. I really want to acknowledge you too. I noticed from the very beginning, you show up so authentically and I just want to say, I appreciate how you show up with very little filter, like, like physically filters on Instagram, but also Mm -hmm. in the way that you are, it feels like you are just you. And I love sometimes you've got the messy bun like me and you're in your jammies or whatever, you're outside sipping tea and you just share from your heart. And that authenticity really comes through because it's also important to be teaching people that it's safe to be who you are and to show up. And we don't all have to be you know, done up and looking perfect. And like, you are just so real. And from day one, I've been like this girl, I want to sit and have tea with her because she feels like a real human and you share real and you show up real. So I really wanted to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a a really deep journey for me of like letting go of um, 
the there's a, a lot of energy that women carry in this sort of uh, frequency of channel of like, how am I perceived? You know, like I have a I have a one on one client right now. I love her so much. She's doing incredible work. And after every single call, she feels a need to audio message me to be like, wow, like my face is in that video or like my that thing I said. And like, I thank you for dealing with my crazy questions. And she's like observing herself in judgment. Right. And like worried about how she's perceived. And like that energy is it's it's so sickening to carry internally in your body to be constantly worried about what other people think and what other people say. And like, I just much rather would give to be so focused on loving everybody unconditionally and just as they are, like, that's what I'm focused on is meeting you where you're at, loving you as who you are. So that requires me to love myself as who I am. Cause I can't fucking do that for anybody if I'm not doing it for myself, you know? Yeah. So that's why, um, but thank you for seeing me in that. And I still am studying. I still have lots to learn and um, just more and more and more authenticity. It's a powerful medicine. Yeah, I love that. One day my mentor said to me, Talia, you can't control anyone's experience of you. And it was like, right. And I really noticed where am I trying to control people's experience of me to seem more presentable or to do what I think they want me to do all that stuff. You know, I know you get it. So yeah, I hear you. That's, that's deep. So thank you so much for being here. As I said, I will put all of Lauren's stuff below, go check it out. I know you also have do it yourself courses and bundles and all sorts of things around ceremonies. And as you said, the plant medicine, just a lot of really deep work. And I recommend you check her out for sure. Everything that you have to offer is just so beautiful and authentic and helpful. And so thank you so much for being here today with us yeah and thank you for sharing your medicine with the world too my love like it's so awesome to be in your energy two podcasts back to back like you being Mm -hmm. on mine me being here your energy is just so awesome in podcast realm and like I want to go listen to more episodes because it's so beautiful to hear you and to hold space with you and thank you for having me and doing this work for the world I really appreciate it Mm, thank you. I received that. And I will pop the link below for the episode I did on Lauren's podcast this week as well. So you can go binge both if you're feeling our vibe. Maybe we'll have like a retreat in the future or something and you guys, we can create something beautiful together. Who knows? Okay, cool, Lauren. Well, thanks again. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks everybody for listening. It's an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I genuinely hope that it helped you in your life and it inspired you. If you want to find more from me and my guests, make sure to check the link in the show notes, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. I am at Talia Joy Manifestation. Make sure to take a screenshot that you're listening to the show. Come and tag us over on Instagram. Let us know your takeaways. We love to hear about people manifesting their dream lives. So make sure to check the link in the show notes. There are also some free goodies down there for you. I'll see you in the next episode.